Welcome back to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And I'm very happy to have another wonderful guest. Before we invite our guest, I would like to explain A Gift from Adversity is my book. It's available on Amazon and it's Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. I wrote this book and published in 2020. After I published my book, I got a lot of comments and reviews, and I had I got a lot of messages from people who read my book and told their adversity. And I felt very compelled to start a platform where people can freely talk about adversity and the tools that they used to overcome and a gift that came from the adversity. We've had wonderful guests so far, and then we have great guests coming up. But today, I have a friend of mine who I used to work with. She was my intern when I was running a nonprofit, Genuine Voices. And I have known her for many years, and then recently we got reconnected. So I'm very excited to have her today. And her name is Tanya, aka Tanya the Empress. Welcome back. Welcome to our show. Hi, Jury. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for having such a supportive show where you stand in solidarity with so many others who may have been inflicted by the journey of life. (laughs) And thanks for that great introduction. And congratulations on your debut. Um, I cannot wait to read it. I have it on my Amazon wish list right now. (laughs) Thank you, Tanya. So Tanya, please introduce our audience, who you are and what you do. And if you have a website and social media handle, et cetera. Okay. So my name is Tanya Dutt, and I go by the stage name Tanya the Empress. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok by the same handle, Tanya the Empress. I am a professional singer and performing musician and also a full-time vocal coach, a performance coach. Um, And I'm also an energy worker or... uh, You know, however you want to word it, uh, I'm psychically tapped in. I don't practice publicly, but I do work with uh, that perspective inside of life a lot in in whatever I do. Great. And if people can find you, you have a website, social media, Tanya the Empress? Tanya the Empress all the way. Just Google it in and I think everything should pop right up. And you are an amazing, amazing singer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Takes one to recognize one. I'm absolutely in awe and very inspired by all the creative things you constantly do. And you're always just putting, you know, out, outputting creativity. So that's, that's amazing. Well, thank you, Tanya. And it's so great to reconnect. Yeah, it's been years. (laughs) And so much has happened in those years. I feel like when you came to me with an offer to be on the show, I was like, the the timing couldn't have been more perfect because I feel like I just got myself out of this crazy cycle and it was a tough cycle. So seriously, couldn't have been at a better time. (laughs) So Tanya, let's get into our first topic, uh, first question, which is adversity. So what was your adversity? 
Okay, so that's a loaded question. And I feel like there are multiple adversities that happen over, you know, a duration of a lifetime. Uh, but I do believe that all of one's adversities have a certain pattern or a certain core um, fear-based energy or emotion attached to it. And a lot of this is stemmed in childhood and for whoever else may believe, I mean, I believe uh, karma that you may be carrying on from past lives. So energy that you may be carrying on from your past. And I'll just stick to this reality for today. But a lot of my adversity stems from the adversity and trauma that I faced when I was very young. And I'll, I'll talk about that, or at least I'll touch upon that because I feel at that age and that time in my life, I had zero control as a child, as a kid, I could not defend myself. Like, you know, so a lot of it was, it was almost like it was happening to me. And I did not necessarily have a role to play in that. As an adult, a lot of the times we act from our subconscious uh, behavioral pattern. So as an adult, I can say there was a lot of self-sabotaging going on, which led to my adversity. But as a child, so, okay, long story short, um, I've uh, uh, endured sexual abuse uh, multiple, multiple times. And it was from the age of seven to about 13, 14. Uh, so uh, it was a long running thing. And it was, it happened with complete strangers uh, to to teachers like which is which is well you know I, I i won't react to it but a guitar teacher and then uh near and dear ones close people who i actually knew so i believe a lot of it started there um i am very lucky and grateful that i did not have to endure uh as as horrifying an event as most people may have had to endure, but it was nonetheless still sexual abuse. So. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. And it, did this happen in America? No, oh no, so I'm originally from India. I came to America in 2010 to attend Berklee College of Music, but a lot of this happened as I was growing up in India um and that led to certain behavioral patterns you know i started to uh i guess somewhere think that love existed outside of me and in order to um have someone accept me or love me i had to behave a certain way or be a certain way uh you know uh, in society or sexually as a woman and especially growing up and, uh, you know, growing up, I've also lived a pretty, uh, very, very, I love my childhood, by the way. And like my parents couldn't have been more supportive and giving. Um, but I did, I was kept really busy. So I, fe I feel I ended up uh, attaching a lot of meaning to result and then coupled with whatever trauma I faced. And a lot of the people I worked with or, you know, I, I, rode horses and so i had a lot of coaches i sang i did tuition so a lot of these people who were basically my guides and somewhat authority figures were the ones with who i had these encounters with and that really put a wall up 
between me and authority. And as a, as an adult, I'm very outspoken and I'm all about justice and equality and fairness and human emotion and psychology. Uh, so uh, I heard this line somewhere and I really resonated with it. Um, I don't have a problem with authority. Authority has a problem with me. <laughs> so a lot of my adversities kind of stemmed from there, but then it also spiraled into um, addictive behavioral patterns. And I had to battle a very long, arduous uh, battle with alcohol. Um, I <laughs> That, I think, was the biggest uh, chunk of my life where I would label as adversity because all the situations that come from that um, is is wild. I've had to deal with law enforcement and deal with people who have taken advantage of me and used my situation to, you know, to lie. And um, I don't even know. I'm going off on a tangent here. So why don't you reel me back in? <laughs> well, so a lot of times um, I wrote in my book as well. So when you have extreme abusive like experience, abuse experience, like abuse, and then um, emotional injury, mm -hmm. physical, sexual abuse, domestic violence, all of this, usually my counselor told me can lead to, for instance, the substance abuse, and then, um, or workaholic, um, like any type of addiction. Any kind of escaping it's, it's it's basically not having the right coping mechanisms in place. And let's just say that I've learned all my coping mechanisms through a lot of uh, hitting rock bottoms. Uh, yes. Because I left India when I was 19. And I think the chunk of my crazy experiences and hard knock life lessons happened when I was alone here in America. And when I say alone, I mean my family and everyone were in India. So technically I was out in the world on my own. Um, I've had to deal with a lot of predator predatory energies. I had, uh, I was unfortunately or fortunately put into these rehabilitation programs because I think my parents got a little afraid that I may be getting into some things a little too strong. So as worried parents would, they put me in a, in, in, in a, in a, in, in, a, in a situation, which actually ended up being worse for me in a way because the owner of the rehab or the doctor or whatever tried to take advantage of me uh, after pretending to be all father-like. I've had to deal with a lot of narcissists. Let's, let's just put it that way. Nobody believed me. Uh, I, they, they called in psychologists to reverse psychology me, to say that I'm making all this up in my mind. So I've had to deal with a lot of situations like that where people have actually tried to gaslight me. And eventually, 10 years later, what I said was true. And now this person is up in court. He's been put behind bars, I believe, whatever it is. But the I told you so. <laughs> so justice was brought to that. But I've had a lot of situations like this where people have not believed me or I have been in certain situations and it always turns out at the end of the day that, oh my God, these people have been predatory towards many other women. And if you wouldn't have said something, then that ball wouldn't have been rolling. So all that 
you know, I came to America, but without having healed any of these inner traumas, you end up attracting relationships that are reflecting exactly that. So till I, you don't realize where all this is stemming from, what core belief patterns you have built within you as a mode of defense, which is actually operating in your life right now subconsciously. So all, so that's why I said as an adult, a lot of my adversities, I can say they were self-created, almost like self-sabotage. It may have been unconscious on my part, but it was coming from unhealed past scenarios. So I would keep getting myself into really toxic relationships. Uh, and I, when I say toxic, I mean toxic, and I know you know what that means. So I won't go into detail with that, but obviously I had somewhere a need for being in a codependent relationship with a man. And there was this role that one kept playing out and I was the giver and they were the taker, but they wouldn't be the taker if I wasn't the giver. So what does that bring us to? A serious lack of boundaries. And where does that come from? from when my boundaries were probably infiltrated as a child. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I think I'm slowly rolling into the question, you know, or, or the part where we talk about what, where has this adversity led you and, you know, how do you strengthen yourself from there? But yeah, uh, I would love to know if you relate to any of this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I've been through the same in sexual abuse. It was my, father and two uncles and I was stimulated since I was four I would say and then it got escalated after my mom left and then I was sexually abused from age 8 to 13 until I escaped from the physical and sexual abuse I removed myself from my father but when I told my mom she didn't believe me so I tried to kill myself when I was 15 and that's in my book A Gift from Adversity it's all out there and I've told many times that mental health PTSD those talks were not there, mm -hmm. sexual abuse was never believed, and there was no aid for the mental health. And so I was like called crazy, selfish, and I was kicked out. I was homeless when I was 18. It also so, depends on cultures, right? I believe even in my culture, sometimes people like to hush hush uh, any kind of sexual abuse because it could be really bad looks in society for everyone concerned. So, in our town, just to let you know, I live in Foxborough. There was a man who molested, I think, I don't know, hundreds of boys in the 80s. And then nobody told till like five, six years ago when they were adult. Now, all these men, grown ups, have like stroke, like, you no know, disease, mental right. health issues because it was never addressed. Right. And the perpetrator died and then he was in Alzheimer stage when this came out. So um, he doesn't remember. He did more after he moved to Florida. Yeah. So now what happens is this town in Foxborough, as a mandatory, they passed a bill and they have a committee. It's called Child Sex Abuse Awareness Committee. And that's one by seven members of the town very significant so what happened was um they passed a bill where all the employees in town has to take darkness to light training darkness two is number two light training it's like 25 dollars. i had to do it to run the fox for youth production at the fox for cable access 
We have a mandatory two adults against one minor rule in the building. And also darkness to light is really awareness of signs of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Using the the right word to keep children like, um, just like nose and mouth, like penis and vagina, those are the words that kids need to know. Yeah. Otherwise, perpetrator can trick you using the word, and adults cannot touch it. So, so those are the training that it's mandated. And now, a lot of towns that had a problem with educator molesting children are reaching out to our town. How did you do that? Now, we're trying to pass this bill to house level in the state of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So every town can have this rule that everybody has to go through the training of darkness to light. So had we had this kind of training and then adults watching out each other and in signs and then how we had aid. Yeah. Back then, it's a very different story. Yeah. It's when really it's- about evolving times and how open one gets with new developments in society. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's you're right. But- Thank you so much for sharing your adversity. And then that led to your alcohol addiction. And then do you remember like, no, when you snapped out or realized that you are actually addicted to alcohol, what was the realization? (laughs) Realization was after a bunch of, well, what happens when you get when when too much alcohol mixes in your body? You know, like there's a lot of emotional upheavals, and uh, I got um, and I'm of course I'm not proud about any of this, and thank God everyone and including myself is safe. I got two DUIs. I've even um, done jail time for thirty days, and I'm not ashamed about any of these because, to be honest you would think going through all this would be crazy enough and it was but i learned so much about how resilient i am through all this and even the experience for 30 days in the women's prison over here believe it or not i made the best of it and it was actually a phenomenal experience and i think one of my greatest gifts from adversities having been through a myriad of them. I mean, I'm just giving you like the two token, oh, uh, sexual abuse, childhood, which led to all kinds of things. And, you know, a big one that I had to deal with was uh, was fighting addiction, alcohol. Uh, but obviously in between and around the amount of things that happened is, is worthy of a movie or like 10 books. <laughs> so, but what I learned from all this is I tend to be very lighthearted. No matter what the situation that the universe brings to me, I I kind of just sit back and take an observer's perspective and I become objective. Of course, I allow myself to go through all the crazy emotions that, you know, come up. Of course, if I'm sitting in in court and they say that this is the verdict, I'm not stone cold. I had to deal with facing and releasing a lot of emotions and i feel a lot of the times people are afraid of doing that i'm not afraid of crying i love crying i feel tears are the sweat of the soul you would never push your sweat back into your body after you've been gymming right so why do you stop your tears that's actually detoxifying so the reason i'm saying all this is because i learned all this while going through all this because 
I didn't attach a judgment to my emotions anymore. I just saw feelings and emotions as they came up. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this now. Just let it out, let it out. There's nothing I can do. And then you just keep taking one step in front of the other. And once you've completely cleansed yourself of all the toxic emotions and the feelings and all that stuff, and you're not in that roller coaster, you can be a little more at peace and try and find the wisdom in every situation. And that's how I live my life. So I see everything as an experience, like I'm in a video game. And I generally am a very positive, upbeat, happy-go-lucky person. So even in prison, I somehow manifested, and I say manifested, the best situation where they put me in this unit, which was very posh. I had a dog. <laughs> You know, I had a little Labrador puppy. There were two other uh, people. I think they were doing some programs, so they weren't. They were barely there. Uh, there was a TV phone. I was allowed to walk outside, go outside with it. Like it was a phenomenal situation, and I got to read all kinds of books. Now I learned my lesson. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I was partying in there. But what I'm trying to, I guess, say is, no matter what the situation, I find the best in it, or I try to make myself feel as good as I possibly can in those situations. So even after I go through uh, a traumatic uh, situation with uh, with an ex where things have, and oh my God, there are so many stories where that comes from. Uh, someone tried to deport me. <laughs> like you won't believe the amount of stuff that have happened to me. And it's mainly because I'm such an empath. Uh, and empaths are people who are so connected to people's emotions that even if someone is doing something hor horrifying to you you will still somehow see the best in them and try and understand why they're doing what they're doing and where they're coming from so obviously again boundaries right self-love so again a huge thing i learned from all these experiences is self-love self-worth how to value myself knowing one's own value and then knowing one's own boundaries forgiveness um and i also see my part in all of this so yeah I'll, I'll just pause there for a second if you have anything to to add yes. so the reason why i wanted to start this show is exactly this because adversity sometimes has so much stigma and then so much judgment and then so much misunderstanding of us and why it's not our fault it's not my fault that i was getting sexually abused of course, if there was somebody else watching, they would have stopped. Somebody else who knew that's wrong would have stopped. And then also, um, if I knew what it was, I didn't even know what it was. And it, it, if I knew what it was, and if, if I knew how to advocate myself, my humor, right? Yeah. I would have fought like a long time ago. But the thing is, this was back in Japan, like mm -hmm. in the 80s. I had no idea. Nobody believed me. Mm -hmm. And there's one TV show that kind of showed like the narcissistic um, mm -hmm. boy attached to the mother and then bullying the Enmeshment. It's called enmeshment theory. Yes. So anyways, when, when, when that TV came out, people started to kind of make a connection between my story and that TV story. And then somebody said, it reminds me of your father. I'm like, 
I kept telling you the truth. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like Me Too movement in this country. Actually, I have a, a wonderful friend, Rumni, from India, that where she was actually sexually abused and then published it. But she was working for the Huffington Post. And then they took it down because she used the real name of the perpetrator. But check this out. In 10 minutes, there's 100,000 views, a lot of views in 10 minutes before they took it down. But then after the Me Too movement started, then she asked her boss, look, this is real. This is happening. So she negotiated and now it's up after the Me Too movement. So even in America, I think there's so much stigma, especially on sexual abuse mm -hmm. happening between the family members or teachers. People just don't want to listen. And people want to blame you and the behavior that you had, addiction that you had, had you had a help in mental health or coping skills, you right. would never right. ever had to experience that. And you know what? I think no matter how much one teaches you coping skills, the whole point or life lesson that you get from adversities is coping skills. I think we become our own teachers because one person's coping skills may not at all be another person's coping skills. So it's really a journey to the self as I see it. And the more adversities you go through, you know, the line, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is cannot be truer. So I, I have come to a point now where I kind of have surrendered and I, I no longer fight adversity. I don't even think I label or, label anything as adversity it's just life experiences and i'm and i have my arms open to it and i kind of go into it with without being resistant to it a lot of the times a situation can change if our energy towards it is also changing and of course i don't mean that in situations where you know someone's getting violently attacked or sexually abused um, but another thing that I really loved that you said that you didn't even realize that was happening to you. So because of whatever subconscious thought patterns and emotions and stuff that got stuffed under when I went through all those experiences, as an adult, as I was attracting relationships, romantic relationships, I had no idea that basically 90% of my romantic relationships were all gaslighting narcissism and emotional abuse it, it, it may not have been sexual abuse but there was a lot of emotional abuse and i didn't even realize that that is what was happening i just thought we were all just either kids and of course maybe the other person wasn't aware either but the point is i had no idea that i was in a toxic relationship <laughs> It was much later after going through a few of them and getting some really hard knocks and especially with the whole alcohol thing is when I started realizing uh, who I am. And, you know, instead of constantly thinking about what might be good for the other and me being okay with everything, I started really understanding what I like, my needs, my desires, who's infiltrating my boundary, who am I letting into my space? So it's really been a journey to self-love and self-discovery, and it's a continuing journey. But I'm so aware now, and I feel like it has really helped. And I, and, and during going through all this, I went even deeper into my spiritual 
practices. So my meditation, uh, reading, watching, coming across material that all connected me to my source and the way I like to relate to the universe. And I swear to God, Juri, like I'm sure positive last February, my psychic channel blew open. I've always been sort of energetically tapped in but I've seriously had an opening, like a psychic opening after going through the last adversity, which was, I think I really hit rock bottom there. So I'm even more tuned and tapped in. I'm even more connected to my intuition. I'm actually now in retrospect, smiling and laughing and seeing the gift from adversity. So. Well, Tanya, this means so much to me that you had opened up open up your story i had no idea that you were going through that and i'm very sorry i wasn't there for you oh. and you know seriously from now on you reach out to me and i just want to let everybody know who's going through this who's listening to this podcast or uh, youtube now i want to emphasize none of this is your fault especially when it comes to child sex abuse mm-hmm. it's a crime and justice should be served. Yeah. And I'm I'm a firm believer that emotional injury exists. And what's the hardest thing is when the emotional injury happens, it's not physically bleeding, but it's inside important. of your brain is bleeding. The limbic part, primitive part of your brain gets fired up and then the cognitive part of the brain gets shut down. And it happened so many times to me without understanding why I hide, why I run, and then why I get panic attacks, why I cannot sleep, why I cannot eat. And that did not have any explanation until I was in my 30s. And then still, I struggle. I'm 45, and I still have those you know, anxieties and panic attacks. And I don't know when it's going to cease. Like, no. You're aware of it now, though. So that's yeah. huge. I have language, I have logics, and I have understanding, and I'm doing this show. And then discussing with a lot of people about sharing. Sharing is the best way because you're just releasing it, and there's camaraderie, and it's out in the open. The worst thing anyone can do is keep it in. So please do not stifle yourself. Uh, This is to whoever is out there. Expression, self-expression, speaking your truth is the best healing and coping mechanism it allows when you become authentic it allows others to become authentic around you so thank you jury for hosting such a show and for allowing me to speak my truth and express i'm uh, getting goosebumps listening to you tanya (laughs) and then you know second part of my question is what what are the tools that you use that was most effective i know you mentioned a lot of things but if you were to pick maybe one or two things that was absolutely tangible absolutely crucial for your like savior like no how did you overcome the adversity using these Hmm. so a lot of my tools jury seem as tangible to others because it's definitely it has its place in the world of energy, in the world of meditation, uh, spiritual awareness, understanding your different layers, understanding the reality of reality. And if I were to give some uh, uh, suggestions for channels that people could dive into that really 
teach you a lot about yourself and how attraction, magnetism, thoughts, all of this works would be, uh, uh, I love this channel. It actually carried me through my college days. It's called Spirit Science. It's a uh, it's a wonderful channel. It's it's got a lot of complex information, but it has been made into cartoons and short snippets, and it's super super fun. Um, uh, I I I really dove into my spiritual practices, Judy. I would suggest people to look into uh, alternative uh, healing holistic modalities because it actually takes and rips up issues from the roots as opposed to stuffing it under a rug with medication therapy is great too but for me it didn't really work for me it was a little too lengthy i feel with regular talk therapy it might take 30 years to reach a conclusion because you're going through the process yourself uh with alternative healing modalities you also go through it number one thing is self-responsibility but the modalities and the process is it blasts things out i can't go into all that right now but it's just so effective because you're going to the root of the issue knowing that we are all energy as opposed to just stuffing it from the top um meditation is you know people have all kinds of uh, opinions and views on meditation some people think it's just to block out thoughts and not have any thought at all it's not actually meditation helps you become the observer where you're watching what you're thinking as opposed to getting involved in it um, my mother uh, does meditation classes and she does a lot of seminars and workshops. She's a very uh, well-known uh, energy healer uh, and teacher. Um, I can I can leave links for all that. Her, her program is known as Super Consciousness Studies and you can find it on YouTube, on all social media platforms. Uh, just getting into those kinds of different forms of thinking instead of getting too wrapped up in everyday societal things and what other people think. If you can really work on somehow connecting to the self instead of escaping even further and finding more codependent situations, that's going to be the hardest thing anyone ever does, but it's going to be the most rewarding thing because you actually see magic happening. Like I've actually seen the most serendipitous, miraculous, surreal things happen in my life and the more more begets more so the more i started seeing that and the more i tapped into myself the more i saw the truth of myself and how to kind of navigate this matrix and the divine matrix and you just get more and more strong more and more empowered to a point where you're completely you're not free of anything i still have moments where i just suddenly start crying and i deal with you know past triggers triggers are a big thing because they still lie in your body which is why body work is so important so when you have had any kind of sexual abuse trauma or emotional abuse trauma uh violence the cellular memory in our body holds on to all that so even if we've cleaned ourselves out mentally and we've forgiven and we've done all that work our body still holds on to it. So you'll suddenly get triggered. So it's very important to kind of be aware of that and give yourself a lot of self-love. If you want to go and sit in the tub, go and sit in the tub. Work can wait. You know, you have to be able to schedule in that balanced way of living. So you're giving yourself that time and that's your own personal boundary. 
Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. The reason why I always ask this to my guest is because, again, typical thing is go see a therapist and it's so hard to find therapists like a year wait, like six months wait. And then when I had therapist, for instance, true story, my therapist fell asleep on me on the phone and I had to wake him up. So, and sometimes, you know, I, I respect therapists, but at the same time, I feel like they are a little bit, you know, given privileged life that no, not so many therapists experienced these kind of adversities. I so, have been, I have seen many. Right to that. I've seen many therapists, and I feel like most of the times they're just going through a checklist. Yes, yes. And the only thing that has really helped pull me out of some really crazy, dark, dark places has been energy work. Has been Reiki. Uh, Reiki is just the most common word that people hear, but there are so many types of energy healing modalities. And I, I've used and my mother and her, uh, you know, healer people, I mean, they, they use all of them. Um, and a lot of these healing modalities stem from European countries. So Finnish, Swedish, uh, uh, I feel like a lot of these areas are very advanced in that type of thinking. So from, uh, you know, Reiki to access consciousness to uh, Tasso to um, constellation work, I'm just giving these names, but there are so many modalities. That is what pulled me out. And these were healers working on me from across the world. There was no physical touching, no nothing. And if I ever got into the stories about those miracles, <laughs> I, 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 I need to write a book one day, that is for sure, or a movie, a movie. <laughs> but yeah, that, um, I would really suggest people to just try something new. And you're, talking, you're, talking to, you're talking to an award-winning producer, so <laughs> we will talk so, so another channel i would love to suggest to people is watch teal swan uh spirit science and super consciousness studies is my mom's program and spirit science and teal swan great for people to just dive in and just even see what what the heck i'm talking about here so yeah Great. Well, thank you so much for wealth of information. And then I am very, very, very sorry that this adversity happened to you and in, in your I'm life. I'm grateful for it. You are, <laughs> you are absolutely gorgeous, stunning, beautiful, and your voice is just amazing. She's such an amazing vocalist. And she had, just to let audience know, helped genuine voices which the nonprofit i started and around 12 years she went back to india and then did the fundraiser in her backyard and then raised money for these children in america who are incarcerated and then so that they can continue studying music so that meant so much to me tanya i, I will never forget your kindness and action and initiative and then you should be very proud that you helped so many. And I know your journey has been very hard, but I'm very proud of you. And you're so beautiful. And you are strong and you're resilient. And you are understanding this adversity and giving a voice to it 
to yourself, but not to yourself, but coming to yes. myself and then talking about this and then bringing awareness to what sexual abuse does to people like us. Right. One um, thing I'd, I want to add to that is, yes, yeah. sexual abuse can make you want that more later on in life in really weird ways and you don't even realize that that's what you're actually it happened to me it happened to me and i didn't even realize like you said so it's very sad cycle but th that's kind of the reason why i wanted to start this platform so we can freely talk about any kind of adversity you know unapologetically mm -hmm. and then you should never feel ashamed talking about this because you are not the one who created that so anyways last question what is the gift that came from adversity? Well, in one simple line, the gift that came from adversity was uh, me meeting and really truly understanding and knowing myself for the first time in 30 years. So it's safe for me to say I had my Saturn return and man was my butt kicked. <laughs> but but yeah, it was it's definitely Finally, I feel I can drop the shackles of codependency. I, I love being with myself. I love myself. I know myself better. And I'm continuing to get to know myself. And that's, that's the greatest gift. Juri, thank you so, so much for doing what you do. First of all, Genuine Voices is such a genuine and perfect name. And for what you do, you know, you are a genuine voice and you give voice to a lot of your passions and experiences, which a lot of others use as catharsis through you. So thank you for doing what you do. This is amazing. It really, it's, it's like you helped me shed another layer of fear which I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. So thank you for doing what you do. Oh my God. You're awesome. making me cry for real. This is real, guys. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. I love what you said about shackle. What is it again? Code like the shackles of codependency are falling away. <laughs> shackle of codependency is falling away. That is the most powerful thing I've ever heard because codependency is the one that I struggle because I didn't have that from my dad, from, from my father that I craved. And some people even told me, you have a daddy issue. It's so, like some guys target the girls with the daddy issue, which is nasty. But, you know, I've heard, like, you know, if you give attention and love just a little bit and then they're all yours because you have daddy issue. That's the nastiest thing I've ever heard. But when the, speaking of truth, human trafficking, sex trafficking, all these kind of things happens because of this daddy issue. What is it? Shackle? <laughs> Shackles of codependency. The truth here is jury. Uh, it's a it's a generational thing for sure. So my father is the son of a army major general. Okay, so he was the dean of the Armed Forces Medical College in India, and he was also a major. Now, being a, the youngest of three born to someone like that, and generationally speaking, culturally speaking as well, it molds you into a certain type of person. 
So I'll be very uh, open about this. And I know my father, you know, recognizes all this. But growing up, my father was not necessarily there present emotionally. He was very much there present practically, getting me to win all my shows, getting me into competitions, writing, music. But it was all about go, 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 do, 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 win, win, win. So the practical side of life was very well handled and taken care of. And unfortunately, at that point, my mother was going through her own adversities and she did not allow herself to express herself or have a voice. And she had her spiritual awakening much later. But in in that interim, in that time, I was very young. And as a kid, you tend to absorb and sponge in whatever is happening. So I totally took in my father's energy of, I can, I could never, I could never, uh, well, what's the word? I could never not please him. I could never, um, if I, even if I did my best, it was never good enough in some ways. You know what I mean? So I kept searching for that in all my relationships. So I ended up attracting men who I could never be good enough for, no matter how amazing I I was or I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, again, knowing your own value, because I'm constantly repeating this, this story that is running in my head. It's like a purgatory. You're constantly repeating the same cycle till you recognize where this is coming from. Understand the wisdom, because parents do their best as well. Bar, I know there's very, very scary situations like yourself but that is stemming from your father's childhood which was never healed and i don't know what trauma he's gone through to be that you know what i mean but um yes so thank you for bringing up the parental thing because a lot of it was that i never got that so you become fiercely independent even as a child and you're you've got your defensive walls up and you're constantly repeating something and getting yourself into mess till you figure it out and affirmation yes. you're craving for affirmation but that you never got validation it. validation yes yeah. i was never validated so i never knew if what i was doing saying or being was accepted or right and i kept trying to match up with everything and everyone around me but let's be real i'm very unique and so is everyone but i especially don't like to follow the crowd so i i I kind of stuck out even more and i would keep looking for other people's validation and keep asking even if i had an idea i would go to 10 other people and be like hey do you think this is okay do you think this is okay i went to my college professors and some of them shot me down like these brilliant ideas they go like and i'm not i'm sorry i didn't mean to like toot my own horn but what i mean is as a kid when you have an idea and they're like oh that's a very noble idea but it's not going to work so you know going through series of that you your self confidence and self esteem is completely destroyed till you and then you start destroying yourself self sabotage till you can't take it anymore and then yes i wrote on my book I was doing the musical and then my um, lead um, actor, actor told me that, Jerry, you are one of the most stunning women mm-hmm. I've ever met. Yes, yeah, you, you have, <laughs> thank you. But yeah, you have the lowest self-esteem. What the hell? Most people who are really, really genuinely, <laughs> authentically good and pure, will have the lowest self-esteem and confidence. This is the irony. 
you know the thing is so that that's when i told him about my child sex abuse and then that i never felt beautiful mm-hmm. and validation wasn't there affirmation wasn't there and therefore i attracted this abusive man as well so i can completely relate but i'm very happy that you are at 30 years old that you have learned so much i'm 45 i'm still learning and i wish i had that wisdom when i was 30 and you know it's never too late and this exact this is exactly why i wanted to start this show a gift from adversity so i can't thank you enough for coming to my show today and then making me cry for the first time this this couldn't have been more real than this and i'll just leave you with one positive thing every generation learns the previous generation's lessons quicker so what my mother learned and when she had her spiritual awakening i literally had the same like i i had this understanding but i was seven or ten years younger than when she had it so you can be you can be sure that your kids would be way wiser and way more tapped into all this maybe seven or ten years younger than when you started understanding all this so that's how the cycle rolls and i don't know if you've seen the movie lucy but at the end i love this one line what is what is the purpose of humanity and life it's it's to share it's to keep passing down the knowledge right so that you keep evolving like a flower kind of unfurling this is open this <laughs> anyways i'm going off on tangents thank you so much jury for having me this was literally like me shedding another layer and you helped me do that so thank you so much <laughs> i love you so much Tanya. here's our healing so we we totally got the elixirs today <laughs> thank you i love you so much and i admire you and respect you and then i am so i cannot be prouder Oh, me too. Me too. Same for you. Trust me. We're on the same page. Thank you, Juri. <laughs> Absolutely. I just want to leave one comment to you and then our audience. I am the love that I seek. I am the love that I seek. Absolutely. Beautiful affirmation. Oh, yeah. Practical tool. Affirmations every day. I do affirmations every single day and I haven't stopped for two years and you won't believe it. Every single one of my affirmations have come true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. And then um, thank you everyone for watching, listening, a gift from adversity. Um, we have a wonderful guest coming up. I'm very, very grateful. I have probably about 40 guests coming up. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, March, April, even all the way. So I will plan to keep doing this and in conversation and opening up to this very difficult issues, but trying to get rid of the stigma. So thank you again, everyone. And then I will see you next time.